0: Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks, I'm Jason Filippo And I'm Brian Schulmeister. How is it up there in the great white north? Cold. White. North. There you
1: go. <laughs> I'm tired of it. We got through a blizzard two weeks ago and barely... Got rid of enough snow to get my car out of the garage, and it's snowing again.
0: I'm going to show you exactly as much sympathy as you gave me when I lived in Chicago, which is none. Yep. I'm not (laughs) expecting any. I'm not asking for (laughs) sympathy. (laughs) Uh, You move there. It snows. Uh, I'm doing good. Doing good. Good. Good, good. good. uh, It is is the Canadian equivalent of winter down here. It is 55 in my studio, so cold enough for... uh, Cold enough for podcasting. I can see Excellent. my breath.
1: <laughs> Excellent. I understand that uh, uh, one of one of our uh, one of our topics that we touched on in our last podcast became a uh, wordle word. Yes.
0: Yes, it was uh, moist, <laughs> fucker.
1: <laughs> I am still uh, the only adult in the room not playing, but uh, my wife has started playing and told me that the word was moist,
0: which was very Yes, funny. it was. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. And uh, something we talked about on the show last week, got a lot of people asking me about where the uh, link in the show notes was for the paintball gun that uh, – the Bittner button that you were considering getting, so that'll be in the follow-up links, and I've sent it around to the people who asked. If I missed you, sorry. It's in the show notes now. There's two links. One mm-hmm. is to the Tipman TPX Paintball Pistol Starter Kit Black. Um, this is the same gun that you can get from the Salt Supply Company, which uh, will sell it to you for generally more money. But that's where you also can get the um, pepper spray rounds. A lot of places won't let you ship pepper spray rounds. So, if you just want the paintball gun and want to get the PVC rounds, go with the Amazon link. If you want the one, if you live in a place at least where you can get the one with the uh, pepper spray, go to Salt Supply Company. Otherwise, have somebody order the Salt Supply that lives in a state that you can get it to and have them rewrap it and ship it to you surreptitiously, which is what I did. (laughs) So. There you go.
1: <laughs> yes, and a listener informed me that I am salt out of luck up here in Canada, and this, these are illegal here. So I yes. shall not be getting one. Yes.
0: Well, you can get one. You just get the PVC rounds, which <laughs> well, you know, honestly I prefer are just, to, just as good. <laughs> I'm
1: just going to go ahead and follow the rules in the country that I'm in right now. I know I'm old school that way, and we'll get into that later in the show, but I'd like okay. to follow rules. Yeah. Uh, And also a little bit disheartening that uh, of all the things that we ever talk about, by far the thing that has gotten the most feedback and and, uh, and engagement recently, a gun.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting that now, see, when I talked about it, you just would usually shit on it and nobody would care and nobody would ask about it. But as soon as Bittner jumps on the bandwagon and says, I'm jumping in with you guys and getting me a gun, (laughs) everybody is like, hey, that sounds great. Let's join in. Maybe well, we should tell people about one. I have Bittner like uh, tell people about one password and all of the other. I think we'll just we re- we'll rebrand
1: the as the Bittner Show, even though he's only in part That's of it, it, and we'll just go from there.
0: We'll go from there. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: someone has seen the light that listens to our show, so obviously they've been listening to us a little bit, and not just Bittner. This is from uh, Thomas, who wrote in and said, "Hi guys, longtime listener and longtime staunch Windows user. I finally had enough when my work laptop was due for replacement. I requested a new MacBook Pro." Holy shit. What have I been missing all my life? (laughs) Hours and hours of pain and gnashing of teeth, fighting and screaming at MS when I could have been computing. This new MB M1 Pro is stupid fast. It's a bit like using an iPad. It just works and instantly. I feel like these MacBooks are made for humans and Windows is some bad science project. Never again will I put myself through that pain again. I can easily run Windows 11 or... In parallels, if I really want to. Next up, I'll be losing my Android and ordering an iPhone. Life's too short for
0: shit computing. That's right, Thomas. Smart man. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I always like to say uh, life's too short for ugly software as well, which... uh is the uh, corollary to life's too short for shit computing. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad Thomas has joined up and yes, these uh, new MacBook pros are just stupid fast. Yeah. Awesome.
1: I mean, I'm still running an old Mac at home. And as I've talked about on the show, I have got a PC for, for my day job now. And uh, you know, the Mac is just better. It just yep. is.
0: In the news. Beep, 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 Breaking news, Brian, mm. Facebook is dying and their stock has taken a dump. I mean the metaverse, I mean meta, whatever the fuck you call it today. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, Meta's uh, shares have dropped through the floor in after hours trading, and I just checked since it is now in hours trading, and they are not jumping back as fast as they usually do. Mm-hmm. This is this is big news. Big news. Is it? Is it? No. No, no it's not at it's all.
2: It's
1: not. <laughs> uh, because it will go back up uh eventually it's it's just going to have to they're they're almost too big to fail at this point. Uh a correction maybe. Maybe it won't come back up as high as it was before uh, as it shouldn't be. Uh, you know, there's nothing new here. There's nothing that all of us haven't known for a long time. Uh you know, it's like all of a sudden people's eyes opened up and went, "Hey, those those ad metrics that they were feeding us, those were bullshit." Yeah. Yep. And At some point, growth is going to have to stop because the entire freaking world has been
0: on Facebook for how long? Yeah. Well, see, that's what we always talked about. That's why they need the the Facebook baby-making machine, but, uh, you know, turning it into the, you know, the battery farm on the Matrix, but the kids nowadays don't want to join in Camp Zuckerberg, so this is the first time we have empirical evidence, though, that the actual, you know, the numbers are shrinking by a teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny bit. Yeah. You (laughs) know, it's cold outside.
1: That's all. Yeah. It's just a little cold outside. Yeah,
0: just shrinkage. There's shrinkage.
1: There's shrinkage.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. All of this, none of this, is surprising. And it's nice to know that uh, Apple has had at least a little bit of impact on it. Definitely. Their, I mean, that's that's a the, big part of it, right? Like,
1: uh, yeah. that's that's also a huge part of it. It's it's how were they getting all this data? Well, they were mining it from us. Apple kind of said, "Well, we're going to let people know about that." Okay. And shockingly, people, when they've given the option, can you mine my
0: data or not, say, nah. Yeah. Oh, yep. So there's definitely been a, a hit there. But we, I mean, we theorized that there were other ways that they would be able to get this data. And uh, seems like it's not really ready for prime time yet.
1: Well, they're too busy and, you know, investing their entire. Here's the, here's the problem with the company. And uh, they're all in on the metaverse, they've pushed all in on people without legs walking around doing stupid shit. And there is no metaverse. It doesn't exist. Won't exist for a long time. It's going to take billions of dollars in investment to make something exist that most people seem pretty eh, about anyways. That's the company now. You want to invest in that?
0: Yep. I don't. I, no. I, I, well, I took my money out of Facebook a long time ago. Yeah. Long for, time. For other reasons. <laughs> yeah, just because it's a shit company. Yeah. I don't invest in Uber either.
1: All right. Well, I've got a story, Jason, that I think I, I don't... It's depressed me beyond the scope of what the story actually is. I, I feel like it's almost a straw that broke the camel's back. And maybe it's because I was watching it f- re- unfold in real time since Tuesday on Twitter. Maybe it's because while I was watching the story unfold in real time on Twitter, I was also working on my taxes. And I realized that fucks like this guy that started this company has probably never paid anything in taxes, even though he makes millions of dollars a year somehow. Um, I, I I just I'm done. I'm so angry about this and i'm so done with nfts too and
0: okay tell, what, what are we talking about here okay. tell me the story i'm on the edge so, of my seat
1: a new website trying to position itself as the place to buy music nfts called hit piece came out basically on tuesday probably came out a little bit before that but artists on twitter discovered it on tuesday uh they claimed that their marketplace was selling music uh, and you could buy an nft for every song known to man uh, independent musicians discovered this and st- on Twitter and started to go, uh, why or why is my music up there i didn 't give permission to this. Musicians checked in with uh, their labels. Labels did not give permission for this everybody 's music was up there disney 's music was up there lots Uh-oh. of people 's music was up there <laughs> yeah, row and we ended up discovering that the site basically scraped Spotify and grabbed everything through their API and just put it up in their system and allowed people to start buying NFTs of this music. Was it music? No, it wasn't music. Was it just album artwork? Yes, it was just album artwork. Why? Wait, wait,
0: was it even really album artwork or was it just a link to album artwork?
1: It's a link to album artwork because that's all NFTs are. It's links to things anyways. So, it's nothing, of course. Now, news and outrage spread, of course, and HitPiece was eventually forced to issue an apology of sorts. Their website has gone dark, save for a seven-word masterclass in cancellation avoidance. We started the conversation, and we're listening. You know what I'm fucking sick of, Jason? (laughs) Oh, hit me, Ryan, hit me. I'm sick of fucking tech bros doing something illegal and saying that they're just starting a fucking conversation. Fuck you.
0: One of the, yeah, one of the tenets of of startup bro school is it's easier to apologize than to ask permission. Well, let's flip that on its head and really make it harder to apologize in the future. I think we, I think we're going to see a lot of things change if it, if they find out. Wait, apology is not accepted. No, it's not. And and god damn it,
1: you know it used to be move fast and break things. That was Facebook's. Now it's move fast and just fucking steal shit.
0: That's well, really that what I mean, it's come down to. <laughs> Uber started that trend. Come on. Yeah. I mean...
1: So they expanded a bit more in a note that they shared on social media, writing, Clearly, we have struck a nerve, and we are very eager to create the ideal experience for music fans. To be clear, artists get paid when digital goods are sold on HitPiece. Like all beta product projects, we are continuing to listen to all user feedback and are committed to evolving the product to fit the needs of the artists, labels, and fans alike. So in response to that note, Dear Woof, which is a band... Gave them some feedback. They steal your music, auction NFTs on it on their site. And when they get caught, they say, Don't worry, you'll get paid. Yeah. Nobody's getting paid. Nobody's involved. None of the artists are involved. None of the labels are involved. There's nobody for anybody to pay. They've never reached out to anybody to pay anybody. And here we go. Hit Piece was co-founded by Rory Felton, a tech entrepreneur who also has a background in music, having helped. Formed the indie label the militia group in the late 90s and i think i found this the most depressing of the whole bit the fact that this somebody guy who knows the music industry <laughs> yeah understands how it works had a label made money paid artists is now just raping them
0: i you know what it is his label failed so now he just wants to take it out on the world you remember brian some people just want to watch the world and
1: burn yes that's true <laughs> Uh, Felton said the beta version. You want to watch
0: the world mint. (laughs) Yes. That's good, actually. Felton
1: said the beta version of Hit Piece was built over the past year and a half. And of course, they have over $5 million in funding. Yeah. So, yes. Awesome. I, I don't know why this one got to me so much. It just did. It's so infuriating seeing people just steal stuff and this NFT stuff. I think it's all just building to a head in my mind. And I just can't handle it anymore and of course See, I, yeah the, the digging on twitter got even further because they found you know his personal twitter account of course he's an anti-vaxxer of course he is
0: <laughs> i don't even care about that anymore <laughs> uh i mean that's just look the nft thing look here's the deal even Commander moron of the world of the week that we have banned from the show for being so stupid. Yee has come out and said, stop asking me to do NFTs. I'm not Finicosan. For now, I'm not on that wave. I make music and products in the real world, says Yee. And if Yee is on on the side of the anti-NFT, then you know you're on the wrong side of the law, people. (laughs) People. Uh, there is an interesting article uh, on Rolling Stone about the girl who did come up with the board ape yacht club artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad, actually. So she's she is very optimistic about the space, <laughs> even though she's got <laughs> utterly screwed by it. They, uh,
1: because these people, it's a cult, like you've been talking about, Jason. It's a cult. Mm-hmm. They they it's it's, it's a cult. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. It's wrapped totally, with mental it's, illness
1: yeah. and and mm-hmm. the, the sunken cost fallacy too. They they're in it now. And they want to make sure they get a win or at least break even.
0: Yeah. I mean, still, it's like the most depressing thing, like the poster children of this entire movement now are Paris Hilton and Jimmy Fallon. I mean, that was some of the most uncomfortable television I've ever seen in my life. And for good reason, because it was pathetic. It was absolutely pathetic. And to that point, uh, Vice has an article saying the NFT ecosystem ecosystem is a complete disaster. Yes, We know. We started talking about this. The instant NFTs became a thing. We have not changed our position. In fact, we have doubled down on the fact that it is now just such a super scam. And if you're buying an NFT, you're an idiot or a thief. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's insane. It is insane. Just look at look up wash trading. At least there's a term for it. Now, before we just called it, you know, uh, artificially inflating the price of uh, a piece of quote unquote artwork Mm -hmm. to, you know, to basically bilk somebody else out of it, you know, manufacturing value. And now it is now it is the price of doing business. If you don't have a couple million to boost your NFT to make it more valuable, nobody's going to want it. So it's this whole thing is such a scam and it is such a small portion of the population that's taking up so much oxygen is pissing me off.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. It's it, like I mean all the all celebrities all over the place are now talking about the bullshit ones that they've bought and of course they're just trying to pump it up, you know. It's just yeah.
0: it's so no, frustrating. No, it's it's musical chairs. It's musical
1: and chairs. By the way, my entire Twitter feed now is is basically split. And it's mostly because unfortunately I really need to unfollow a friend of the show Sean Bonner because he drank the Kool-Aid oh. so hardcore. <laughs> And all he does is. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Fuck Sean Botter. Yeah. I (laughs) unfollowed him a long time ago. Unfollow is happening. Uh, And the other side of my Twitter feed is about people complaining and and basically screaming for help and saying, You stole my artwork (laughs) and put it up as NFTs, uh, which my position now is NFT used to be an acronym for non fungible token. It should be for now funding theft.
0: Yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is. Uh, Although The Verge would like you to pronounce it Neft, Brian. Oh, Jif the fuck uh, I have now. an alternate. Yeah, yeah. my alternate pronunciation is, fuck you, Verge. <laughs> Come on. Uh,
1: so well, day. let's go back to Wordle, the game that yes. everybody is obsessed with except for me. It's been bought by the New York Times. Oh, I God. Actually, Here
0: it comes. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. That is
1: exactly, oh. of course, what happened. I actually think this is a wonderful <laughs> thing because this guy created something for nothing. There was no advertising mm-hmm. on it. He just made something delightful that the world enjoyed. And guess what? He got a payday, and apparently part payday. of the deal. Part of the deal is it's still going to be free on the New York Times. So what's the problem, yep. people? Why were there so no. many articles about people screaming bloody warder? Oh, it's over now. Guess what? It's going to be over anyways. Is anybody still playing words with friends? No.
0: These things come and they go. They shark fin. Enjoy. Yeah. It. How many it's trivia there. games have we covered on this show? Come on. <laughs> yes. I mean. It, yeah, the, the graveyard of word games is is vast, is vast. And uh, yeah, it's fun until it's not. I still find it fun. The problem now is that uh, the guy put everything in JavaScript, so, because it was never meant to be, this isn't bulletproof software, people. So, you know, everybody is downloading it now because you can just download the whole thing and play it as as, as you wish. Um, yeah, so you can get the the next 2,000 days of Wordle if you're clever and can download it. And I'm just like, that takes every bit of fun out of it because I'm hoping that as soon as the New York Times takes it over, they will change it and fix it so the words are, you know, I don't know, slightly more random and non-downloadable and non-cheatable. Yeah. But and the thing is, if you enjoy the game, you're not going to cheat anyway, and you don't really care. It, it is what yeah. it is. It, it literally passes three minutes of my day and makes it better. That's yeah. all it does. It's just something to do for the morning poop. It really, I, I actually, it's even before that. I do, I do it to prepare for the morning poop. That is like to get the juices flowing, uh, mm. literally, literally and figuratively. Yeah. So,
1: uh, you know, uh, to to coin your normal phrase, Jason, tempest in a teapot. All these people screaming bloody murder. So what? The New York Times bought. Yeah. It. Guess what? Guess what that means? There's going to be a print version in their paper. That's it. <laughs> That'll be difficult. <laughs>
0: Wonder how that's gonna work. It's gonna play uh, out offs. over the full They're week. Scratchers. Yeah. One line a day. Uh, one line a day. Uh, but no, I, I, you know, my initial gut reaction was, oh, no. And then I'm just like, you know what that is? That's the jealous rage inside of me that this guy got paid over a million dollars for doing something fun that he liked for his wife or his partner. Um, so, yeah, good for him. It's, yeah. I, after I, about I 10 it's seconds of thinking about it, it was a win.
1: You know, it's a win for everybody except for the New York Times, who spent an outrageous sum of money on this thing. Exactly,
0: <laughs> <laughs> they can afford it. They can afford it. Now, we talked about the new, uh, the new uh, features that uh, come with the Teslas. Yeah, uh, I, I, not I, yeah, working. <laughs> Oh, the aggressive driving mode or whatever it was, assertive. I can't remember the exact. Uh, 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 yes, assertive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can change your car's driving style to chill, average, and assertive, uh, or or just plain asshole. Yeah, you I know was about they're gonna to start with the ass. They just <laughs> stick the asshole. Um, so they're In going to recall fifty three. Yes, <laughs> fifty three thousand eight hundred and twenty two cars. Now the the thing here is a uh, recall. They just have to update the software. But I guess for you know. The uh, the old school paper pushers they have to uh, call it a recall. But right. here's the fun part. I was looking at the actual uh, uh, the actual recall notice from the the government, the NHTSA. It says population number of potentially involved fifty three thousand eight hundred and twenty two. Estimated percentage with defect one hundred percent. Estimated percentage with defect is uh, that should be a that should come with every every Tesla you buy now. Because even if it's not defective today, you could wake up and it could be defective tomorrow. You know the horrible thing about all of this is they're still
1: f- they're phenomenal cars if you drive it yourself.
0: But de- but Tesla is really like they're they're bringing defective as a service to yes. the forefront, which yes. is great. You
1: know, if I bought a Tesla, I would like I would rip out like Wi-Fi or whatever because I was just like I don't want your. I- I'm sure they're auto updates. Like I bet they don't even let you like not update. You probably have
0: to. Oh. You have to, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. sure there's no way to turn it off. Yeah. Um, oh, There may be. I don't know. You know what? I don't own a Tesla. I've never actually even been in a Tesla. So oh, dude, you should go I do a test
1: a... drive. They're awesome.
0: That's what everybody says, but you really they've turned into the new Prius around here. I can't. I, I don't want one. <laughs> I
1: literally don't want one. Well, do it for the show. You'll have knowledge of driving a Tesla. Plus, I think you'll really enjoy it. You still don't have to buy one. Nobody's forcing you, Jason. Nobody's got a paintball gun to your head.
0: Uh, look, Brian, if you're not going to play Wordle, I'm not going to drive a Tesla. I, I, I know, prefer to be contrarian.
1: You know how I work. I, I join the games at the very end of the shark
0: fin. I will play That's Wordle right before everybody stops. Perfect. <laughs> I will drive a Tesla when when everybody's bought a Rivian.
1: Okay. Well, they've only made like 15 of those. So good luck. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Elon Musk, a teen wants $50,000 to stop tracking his private jet. So this uh, 19-year-old Jack Sweeney, who who should probably be calling the New York Times to see if they want to buy this bit of code that he wrote, (laughs) uh, he wrote a Twitter bot that basically reaches out to publicly available air traffic data and follows Elon Musk's private jet as it takes off and lands. He also has bots that do the same for A lot of other celebrities like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos. So uh, Elon Jet account is by far Sweeney's most famous creation because of the cult of Elon Musk. This is not surprising, although you think the anti-vaxxers would be on uh, Bill Gates, but maybe they're worried about the chip (laughs) automatically frying in their brains or whatever. Uh, So he actually uh, contacted Sweeney about about the Twitter bot and said, can you take this down? It's a security risk, he said, which I suppose it just makes it easier again it's publicly available publicly available air traffic data um and uh, musk told sweeney he would give him fifty thousand or five thousand dollars to delete the account and keep crazy people from finding out about his whereabouts he made a counter offer any chance to up that to 50k it would be great support in college and would possibly allow me to get a car maybe even a model (laughs) three so musk (laughs) told him he would think about it but then never got back in touch with him and now he's like basically saying the kid is basically saying well if he's not going to get back to me now i definitely want even more money so we'll <laughs> see what happens uh musk should have just given him a car It would have been a win win for publicity
0: it really would have been it yeah. really would have been but mm-hmm. uh, i mean the kid didn't even go public until after elon ghosted him so well define going public uh, that's true that's true the account was out there already <laughs> yeah. so i guess <laughs> but with the, with the actual story that musk tried to bribe him yes with, to yes. take it down So, yeah, yeah. if he would have given him 50 grand off the top, do you think this would have been an issue? Nope. Well, it might have been because then the kid would have been like, "Eh, you know what? 50 is a little low. Can I get 500? Because he could just be, you know, or he could have doing it for the publicity. He could
1: have parlayed it into into Gates like Musk gave me 50. I want 100 from you.
0: Yeah, seriously. Come on, man.
1: There you go. <laughs> and Barrett sent in this uh, this story. How about not focusing on either Bitcoin or DM and worrying about not fucking up our democracy? And this is uh, Jack Dorsey basically took a shot at Meta and said the problem with their proposed cryptocurrency was l- formerly known as Libra, was that they should have just focused on Bitcoin instead.
0: Yeah. Don't make your own fake currency. Use the one that we've already got. Come Use on. our fake currency. Hopefully they yeah. learned a lot. But I think there was a lot of wasted effort and
1: time, he added. Oh, gee, Jack, you're the one lecturing somebody about wasted effort and time.
0: Hmm. I'd like to. Yeah, I want my years of Twitter back that you fucked up, asshole. So come on. Pot kettle black, bitch.
1: Yep. And uh, the Joe Rogan Spotify thing keeps on going. Uh, Shortly after Spotify announced that it would add a content advisory to COVID-19 podcast episodes, Joe Rogan issued his own response to the controversy and he uploaded a video to Instagram and it was a good video. I actually, I think Joe Rogan had a better response than Spotify did, to be honest. Oh, definitely. Um, he yeah. at least took some motochrome of responsibility, but not really. Uh, he at least nah. paid lip service. He paid lip <laughs> service to responsibility without actually saying he was responsible or saying that he would do anything about it. Again, he went back to the the bro, the internet bro thing of we're just having a conversation. That's what yeah. everything is now. And, I mean, everybody yeah. else in the world has already weighed in on this, and the basic gist is if you believe in human decency, you understand that Joe Rogan actually has some responsibility. With great power comes great responsibility. The bros on the internet should know that because they all fucking love Marvel. Listen to your goddamn Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, it's it's Tempest in a teapot still. I believe this is Tempest in a teapot because it's... It is what it is. People are going to still listen to Joe. Nothing's changed. Um, yeah, there were a lot of unsubscribes, blah, blah, blah. Lost some market share, blah, blah, blah. So some some other old ass fucking songwriter pulled their stuff today. Tony Mitchell. Blah, blah, blah. Somebody else. Uh, no, it was after that. I think okay. David Crosby got his stuff off of Oh, there. Crosby, Stills, but, Nash. Uh, they all showed.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, the, what I think that the good thing that is actually coming out of this is a bit of the the dark money that's behind the music industry is coming to light, whether or not normal people give a crap or not. They don't. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're at least seeing like, oh, well, some people have the rights to their music. Some people have sold the rights to their music. Some people's label deals would let them do what they want with their music. Some people's labels deals won't let them pull themselves off Spotify. Yeah. And the the really the big story here is the fact that the labels actually are massive investors in Spotify and where that money yep. goes that's supposed to be going to the artist is kind of not very clear. <laughs>
0: No, it's it's fairly clear. It goes right to the execs. <laughs> well, where, yes. I mean, it's, we, there's, we not, there's the nothing unclear about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a securitous route, but we do know where the final destination is. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> not the artist's pocket. Uh. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So, uh, what else we got here? We got uh, after the Microsoft deal where they bought their big gaming company, Activision Blizzard, for sixty-nine billion. Sony is planned to acquire Bungie, the studio behind the hit sci-fi MMO Destiny, in a deal worth three point six billion. Little
0: tiny billions
1: compared to Microsoft's big billions. But uh, the funny
0: thing about Bungie is that it used to be owned by Microsoft. Yes, yes, "Ah, you can have it.
1: (laughs) So basically, I mean, the only real thing that I think anybody needs to notice here is that uh, there's massive consolidation
0: going on in the gaming industry. So if you run a small gaming company, cash in now. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, you know, and it, it makes sense that these things should be consolidated to these big, you know, conglomerates because the gaming industry is nothing but giant sweatshops anyway. So who really, you know, we know about this. So it's, yeah. it, it makes sense that they can, you know, go under bigger sweatshops. And, you know, so maybe they'll get better treatment under the bigger sweatshops than they will under the the little sweatshops.
1: Yeah. And as the Olympics are about to kick off in China, the dating app Grindr has disappeared from Apple's App Store in China. Completely. Okay. No immediate explanation for this, but it came (laughs) just days after China's Cyberspace Administration launched a campaign to purge illegal online material, porn, and rumors ahead of the Winter Olympics homosexuality is not a crime in china however they have occasionally censored gay and other lgbt content uh basically what happened we don't really know but it seems to be more financial than anything else and about private data uh the law there requires that any cross-border data transfers go through the cyberspace administration so china gets you know all your base are belong to China. And Grindr mm-hmm. basically said, uh, well, that's a problem for us. And they've got to kind of figure that out. So it seems like they took it down themselves because they didn't want all the data to go into China's black hole, basically.
0: All right. Yeah. Good for them. Yep. Yep. So just just don't go download Uyghur match. That would be bad. You would <laughs> definitely not have a good date in China with that one. No.
1: Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN. Even if you use incognito mode, your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it. But Private Internet Access, or PIA, can help. PIA encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers, hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin. And with servers in over 75 countries, you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world. PIA comes with an easy-to-use app and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open-source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, VPN. you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off. So much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market, and if you get it right now, you can take PIA's 30-day risk-free challenge. You can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it. If not, just return it for a full refund. So go to gog.show/vpn and try out the best VPN on the planet completely risk-free. That's gog.show/vpn. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about, all from the comfort of your home, isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Start your confidence journey today with Bite.
2: You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today.
1: Visit com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's com slash Wondery.
0: Media Candy. Brian, have you seen the trailer for Super Pumped, The Battle for Uber?
1: I did. What'd you think? Well, I don't have Showtime, so I won't be seeing it anyways, but, uh... Uh, seems like an awful lot of validation for things we've been saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't read the book. Uh, I never, I, cause we kind of lived it. So I didn't really feel the need to read yeah. the book because mm-hmm. generally the book is kind of everything we already knew with just a little tiny sprinkle of stuff that we didn't. And you just end up feeling shittier after you read the, read the thing. Mm-hmm. I feel that, um... If I watch this uh, as it unfolded over the, uh, the the several weeks that it will be unfolding, I will need to go buy a lot of plexiglass to put in front of my television because I would like to throw things at it uh, randomly throughout the show, I'm guessing. So I think I'm going to have to pass on super pumped. <laughs> I did try and watch House of Gucci this week. Okay. Uh, we lasted eight minutes. <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> I, I can't minutes. even last
1: through the two minute trailer.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, the the really thing, the, the annoying thing is it took me longer to move my Xbox into the living room because the savages at the Golden Globes who send out the screeners, uh, they, they sent us a DVD. And, well, I'm... let's let's be honest here. They sent my friend's client a DVD that he borrowed and then lent to us. <laughs> <You>
1: know, <'cause, laughs> yeah, that's the way it works. You know,
0: <laughs> we're really not on the Golden Globes board here, but uh, we do profit from that. Uh yeah.
1: I, I, I wouldn't even have – I don't have anything to play a DVD on anymore in the house. Not not a thing.
0: Yeah. I got my, my X-Bone, and uh, somewhere I've got a little USB DVD player somewhere. But, yeah, I had to drag it out and move it, and it was a pain in the butt. But, hey. Eh. Um, I did watch the Janet Jackson uh, two-night event on Lifetime. Uh, since you're a music guy, I thought maybe you'd uh, have checked it out too. But I don't. Maybe you're not a Jackson person. Mm,
1: uh, I mean, I've got nothing personal against Janet Jackson. I I think the whole Super Bowl scenario, she got totally screwed on that. That was yep. That was total bullshit. Um, not a fan of her music, and you know, uh, you, you everybody knows my position on Michael Jackson. I just can't. So yeah, and it no, just no, kind of was, extends about- to all the Jacksons because I I just don't think that that family was good. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean, I it, it was a, it was a good breakdown. Obviously, it was you know fairly well sanitized, but you know it was pretty long, so they covered a lot of stuff. I didn't know much about her life, so it was it was mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, and you know you take you you take it with a giant grain of salt, yes. everything in it. But yeah, she did get screwed on that that uh, that Super Bowl thing. That was such bullshit. Yeah. But anyway, uh, for some reason, we watched uh, Aziz Ansari nightclub comedian yesterday. All right. He dro- he dropped a quick 30-minute special. I don't like his stand-up and I generally don't like him. This was great. It was it was fantastic. I, I, I thought like he his, was
1: really good. <laughs> I like his stand-up, so I, I definitely should watch this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, he took a very I mean like it's and it's only 30 minutes. He just literally does a, a short set at the Comedy Cellar in New York and um it's really good and he did very measured approach on vaxxers and anti-vaxxers and it was uh I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Even my roommate liked it. So I got to say, for uh, everybody should check it out. It's worth, worth the watch.
1: Very cool. Uh, and I saw in the news that Eddie Izzard's last uh, big tour, Wunderbar, is actually finally coming out in the U.S. and North America in general. I think right now it's, you got you to pay for it or rent it. Eventually it'll stream. But uh, very mm-hmm. excited to watch that. Love all of his specials. Uh, and I finally started watching the show that was all the zeitgeist a little while back, Manifest.
0: Okay, what is it? I've never heard of it.
1: It's on Netflix. It is a a plane that disappears, but then comes back, and then mystery ensues. Uh, okay, I, I I wish the acting was a bit better. I wish the writing was a bit better, but the concept is good. I'm I'm sticking with it so far. It's not bad. Uh,
0: Okay, uh, I've seen this show before. Uh, yes. There's a thousand times. Yes, <laughs> I mean, we have. Many, many planes yes. that have disappeared and come back. <clears throat> Lost. Uh, most don't have good endings. Lost. Uh, and <laughs> there's, I don't know. I think, I feel this has been played to death. Lost. So, yeah, I think I can skip Manifest.
1: And... Lost was better. I'll give it that. Uh, I don't oh, that's know how, sad. That's really know. sad. Well, it was just more interesting. They were on an island. You know, here they're back in the world and they're trying and they're getting these Uh, psychic callings and they're trying to figure out what's happening and it's not bad i mean yeah look we've read this story a thousand times we've seen this story a thousand times there's nothing groundbreaking or new here and it's like i said it's not it's not like excellently crafted but it's fine yeah look okay okay look we're 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 in calendar year three of a fucking pandemic i am running out of shit to watch
0: Okay, here's what – but I need you to take a breath and step back, find out who wrote this, and find out when they started, if they knew how it was going to fucking end. Because if this is another one of those goddamn shows where they're like, oh, something mysterious happens, and then we're going to figure it out on the way down – then, I'm 100% sure know,
1: that that's what's happening already, because I think it was, it, oh
0: God. to me,
1: it feels like this should be two to three seasons at max. And of course, the, the Netflix thing has got another season is coming. I'm like, oh, God, they they got some success. And now they're trying to desperately extend this.
0: Okay, you sure this isn't a Ronald D. Moore joint? It's not or? him.
1: I did check for that.
0: What about the guys from Lost? It's not one of them. Oh, shit forgot to <laughs> i'm just saying man i'm just saying <laughs> we've been down this road before we've been stuck on this island before so yes ups and doodads
1: speaking of netflix they are finally rolling out a bit of an upgrade to their uh, operating system and their ui uh the option for users to delete titles from their continue watching list is going to be uh rolled out soon i do not have this yet because i am desperate to get don't look up out of my continue watching list because <laughs> i do not want to continue watching it and i hate seeing it all the time and it just reminds me of how vacuous and lame that movie
0: was uh you know what i wish i wish i could delete the continue watching list because it's it's a it is a graveyard of shit that i don't want to continue watching it's if fantastic for my
1: for my kids' version, because it like it, there's so many shows that he's into, right? And so I just find it oh. and continue watching list, and boom, I'm right back into superhero girls or whatever the hell he's watching today. But for me, yeah, it's just like if I haven't finished it, I don't, I'm never going to finish it. So
0: okay, here's here's another thing. Here's this doesn't even require AI. I'm giving this one to Netflix for free. If I stop watching it and immediately give it a thumbs down, do not put it in my fucking continue watching queue because oh. I just told you I don't like it anything with a thumbs down shouldn't show up in there this is a gig this is just bad programming yeah i mean honestly everything in my continue watching queue right now has a thumbs down on it because i've started it i thought it was shit and i stopped it and every (laughs) time i come back they want me to keep watching the shit that i didn't like and i get emails hey you should come back and check out that shit you didn't like please come on back yeah, for really, this please? much
1: vaunted machine learning AI universe, the, the emails, the, the promotional emails I get from Netflix and Disney Plus, et cetera, have nothing to do with anything I like. You should know what I like. You should promote what I like in the emails being sent to me.
0: Remember when they used to give away millions of dollars to up their algorithm? You know, mm-hmm. their you might like algorithm? I, they gave up on that a long time ago. No, I think now it's just price. monkeys in a dartboard. It, it does seem to be getting worse, doesn't it? yeah. Monkeys in a dartboard. That's all it fucking is. Anyway, um, I, a little bit of fun tech news in the apps and doodads here. Uh, there's a new Wi-Fi standard they're working on called 802.11bf, your best friend. <laughs> um, this is a new spec where they're going to actually try and... Uh, figure out uh, how to do motion detection with the Wi-Fi signals. We've talked about this before. There, there are a couple products out there that can kind of do this already, but there's no spec, so it doesn't really work across routers and across systems. So they're trying to, you know, get the spec down where you can have room level and uh, even device level um, uh, sensing going mm-hmm. on, okay. which is kind of cool. I think it's neat. I this one, I'm going to say I, I am, I am. I'm up for this one. I think mm-hmm. it's time to, you know, juice the spec a little bit. Let's get some new functionality instead of having, you know, all of these shitty IoT devices that half-assed everything. Let's 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 move the spec forward. Uh, did you get a chance to check this out? I, I looked through it a little bit. It seems
1: nice. I can't wait for all the people complaining about how this destroys plants or your brain. But, you know, low-frequency waves now. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> given the... Given the speed at which things uh, that actually work move, as opposed to you know just stealing stuff, because that moves at the speed of light, that moves uh, fast. Yeah. You know, we'll get this when we're eighty.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're still going to be discussing the spec till twenty twenty four. So yeah. we got we got some time here, but. <laughs> Uh, And I found this when I was still on the Next Web. I found out why metaverse avatars don't have legs. I'm like, okay, (laughs) another slow news day. But it actually had some pretty good points where we don't actually have sensory input on the legs. So making them move and look normal is kind of a waste of time right now because we've got no input for it. There's also uh, some cognitive issues that go with it because, you know, when we're standing here in the real world, we look down, we know kind of how far our legs should be from the ground and things mm-hmm. like that. And since we don't have, you know, height-adjusted avatars, I think this one is kind of a, yeah, we're just trying to kind of shoehorn an explanation in here. Because <laughs> um, I think the TLDR really is, it's kind of hard, so we're going to skip it for now <laughs> That's to fine. get to what it really comes down to.
1: That's fine. I'll, and I'll just skip the whole metaverse. So
0: we're even. Lots yeah, skip I, I'm, I'm digging my Oculus, but that's you know that's playing games. So yeah, it's games. Shit. That's yeah, not real life. And speaking of real life, I love this one over at Dig. They did a very hardcore breakdown of why Noom, the weight loss app, is a scam. Um, it, it's it's weight loss. Of course, it's a scam. Diet. Anything that anyone is selling you a diet is a scam. But they're not
1: a diet, Jason. That's their whole marketing campaign. they're
0: not a diet. Which is why one of the best
1: tweets I've seen about it is, tell me again why all pneumads sound less like a diet and more like like an eating disorder. It's
0: because that's exactly (laughs) what it is. Yes. Um, Yeah. As somebody who has lost a lot of weight recently, I have my own- I don't recommend uh, your approach. (laughs) Well- well, no, it's actually the, the stroke part is not the approach. It's what happened after the stroke, which is my approach, which is, you know, I'll tell anybody that asks, it's if you keep your sodium under a thousand milligrams a day, you can eat whatever the fuck you want and you are not going to gain any weight. So that's it. Uh, mine's easy. And I that's for free. I'm not even going to make an app for it or a you video or, or a package <laughs> or a DVD or a TikTok. Um, uh, I might make a TikTok because I am liking the, the food thing nowadays, actually. I actually just bought my next item here, an Atomos Shinobi, which is a uh, 4K monitor for my uh, – my, oh, I was going to say DSLR, but it's not a DSLR anymore, my Nikon Z7 II. Um, because I've been making some cooking videos, and it's really hard to do it by yourself when you don't have a monitor. So I got this snazzy little monitor for $299. It's beautiful. Um, does what it says on the tin. I put it on a little boom arm, and I can see. I can do framing from my side of the camera uh, because I've been doing a lot of cooking stuff because of the diet that I'm not selling. Because it's just fun to cook, and that's what my brain can handle nowadays. Um, and uh, yeah, the the Atomos Shinobi is pretty good. There is a little bit of lag. Uh, I have found that out, so it's not perfect for real time. But if you're framing and you just want to monitor, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I recommend it. <laughs> library. I am reading, I'm sorry, listening to Quantum of Nightmares, a Laundry Files book 11 by Charles Strauss. Yeah. You know, in, in the Bobless, you know, Laundry Files universe. Yeah. I hear he's coming back. I haven't gotten to the end of this book yet. Um, I'm three quarters of the way through. Uh, I'm digging it. I'm starting to dig this world that he's, he's building, you know, the the side world that came out of the, the main overarching laundry files world. I'm, I'm I'm actually kind of gotten used to it now and it's pretty good. I got to say, I'm, I'm once I got, you know, my head wrapped around that this is not the, this is not your laundry files that you grew up with. (laughs) This is not your father's laundry files. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm still digging it. The characters are still funny. The stories are still well thought out and well-written. So I got no complaints. It's better than that. I, the, uh neil stevenson one that i've already forgotten the name of that well speaking of that uh, i have
1: pushed forward on termination shock and i think i have i I have uh i have crested the peak and i'm starting to enjoy the ride down uh i i I got
0: (laughs) where you you 800 pages in before that Uh, something like that i'm at at
1: like you know when you're reading on a on a kindle now it's like i'm at like 65 percent of the book and it's finally getting good But I'm really starting to enjoy it right now, so I'll... Okay, good. Hopefully by next week I'll be done and I'll be able to actually give an informed opinion about it, which I think Neil Stevenson needs to fire his editor.
0: (laughs) Well, we've said that for the past eight (laughs) books. Come on. Yes. Yeah, the job is to not add words. The job is to take away words. (laughs) Yes. Maybe, Maybe we didn't need the first
1: 400 pages of exposition. Maybe.
0: Yeah. That's what I said. It's a very long, short story at this point. So, okay, good. I, well, I'm glad I'm, well, here's the, here's the thing that makes me happy that there is a point where you actually do crest the mountain and it starts to get,
1: fun. yeah, like two nights ago I was reading and all of a sudden I was actually, I, I, I was surprised. I thought in my own brain, I was like, holy shit, I'm actually enjoying this now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Cause I had that same realization when I was reading the Laundry Files book. <laughs> Because I expected it to be garbage, and I'm just like, wait a minute, this is actually really good. I should, <laughs> I should actually pay attention to what these characters are doing because it kind oh, of that's, that's exactly important. that's
1: <laughs> exactly what I did. All of a sudden, instead of just kind of mindlessly, like my brain and my eyes were just scanning the words. All of a sudden, I was like, yeah. oh, what was that? What just happened? I should pay attention.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, we're really good at reviewing books. <laughs> I read good one day. <laughs> oh, god. what
1: happened to me i used to be like the most avid reader on the planet like i would read uh, has it just been like so many disappointing books recently like even even um what's christopher moore like with his noir book which is just crap like there's been so many bad books by great authors recently it's just been painful
0: yeah yeah the only the only consistent books that i think that we've had so far are the uh, Bobaverse books oh god
1: i hope we get another one soon
0: on its way. On its way. Security? Ha! Joining us today is Mike's. Uh, no, no, Dave Bittner. Dave, yeah, Dave is the host of the Cyberwire podcast, co host of the Social Engineering podcast, Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, and finally, he's the co host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy and surveillance and privacy. I'm sorry, Dave, I got confused from that other guy that always shows up on our security segment. But uh, who? It's it's you what? again.
2: What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm i I feel like I've walked into a joke that I'm not in on. <laughs>
0: oh, I, like, I thought you were
2: going to get that one because I didn't. Hey, I've had oh, a strip. good <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> okay, right. well, so, you know what? As long as Jason amuses hey, himself, that's he, all. It's that the matters little things me. for me. That's it. <laughs> as long as
1: Jason listens to the podcast and thinks it's funny, that's all that
2: matters. That's right. 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 <laughs> Right. Little does Jason know the show hasn't actually been published since he had his stroke. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, he's just listening. He's the only person listening to it, and we're just humoring him.
1: <laughs> uh, good oh, well. times. Yep. Well, yeah. um, let's get into the important stuff. Uh, yes. Did uh, Did 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 you watch um, the Book of Boba Fett? I did, Dave. I did. Um, yes. another Boba-less Boba. Um, yes. Chock full of Jedi yes
0: Yes. i would like i would like to point out that we are all fired from the job of predicting what is going to happen next it, <laughs> it, it would have been World a F- good last episode no, but they, they went for it they went for no. it hard well here's the deal we we all said that no we're not going to see the mandalorian again because that's to it was the lead into seasons you know the next season of the mandalorian nope next episode so we oh. failed on that one um okay. and uh yeah, were we going to see more Luke? Uh, that was on the fence. I definitely didn't think we were, but nope, they doubled down on the amount of Luke. Uh, so I think I think from our predictions from the last episode, uh, we kind of uh, missed the mark on what was coming next. We did, but yeah, uh, f-
1: more fantastic fan servicing, I would say. And I I think my favorite part was still the ant robots, even with everything else <laughs> that they threw our way. <laughs> those things looked real.
0: Those things, Much, ser- I'm like those, more real than Luke Skywalker. Those were crazy.
1: More real yeah. than Luke Skywalker, which is my question to to both of you. I think that Star Wars right now has a Mark Hamill problem. They're not going yes. to be able to feature Luke Skywalker for as long as they do, and as long as they did, and if they're going to continue to try to do this, they need to cast a replacement. End of story.
0: Hmm. Well, here's the thing: I don't think they do because I think they just cut that storyline off. Yeah, that's, I that's, think that I that's think they just completely cut it yeah. off.
1: The Mandalorian you know, has said his it, piece to Grogu, and that is the last we'll probably see of Grogu.
0: Well, unless he makes the choice, we don't know about that. But I think the Luke Skywalker thing, if if Grogu takes the lightsaber, he's off to train. If he takes the chainmail, then he's back with the Mandalorian. And, you know, then the season will roll on. But I don't think Luke would be involved at that point. So, you know, Grogu's got to make his choice now.
1: I have Is it no it be idea. More CG or less? <laughs> I have no idea what the name of this game was or why it just popped into my head, but Elf needs food badly. Does anybody <laughs> remember that? No. It was okay, never mind. Forget it. Somebody that listens will remember that from some yeah. bizarre coin operated medieval game from back in the day.
0: I remember okay. Donger needs food from 16 Candles, but <laughs> no more that. Yankee my sure. wanky. <laughs> yep. Oh, one... I think uh, like The go story
2: demands that Grogu goes with the Mandalorian, right? He's got his new little armor. We got to see him in his cute little armor, so that's got to happen. They built a little bubble in the back of the Naboo starfighter to fit Grogu, so he's got to. That that's to me like that's the choice he's going to make. Ultimately, he may go back and and decide to be with Luke again after he goes on a little side journey with Mando. But it seems to me like they. they That's where this has to go. That's what they, that's what all of the, uh, all of the commerce parts of making a show like Mandalorian (laughs) demand more Grogu. Mm -hmm. And as you point out, I think less Luke. Um, I think, I think having Luke as a occasionally appearing character the way that they're doing it now, I think it's fine. Um, I thought Luke looked remarkably good throughout this. I think – I did too. It, it's, it's hit and miss, but when it hit, it really hit. Like, it did. It I was good. I feel like um, they've gotten rid of that kind of waxy look that, that they – have sometimes There were like two or three um, scenes
0: where he still had that but for the most part i was just like holy well shit, i when, when when the Mandal- yeah. when
1: the ant guys built the bench for the mandalorian i was like oh they're gonna make him wait until it's dark so that the you know the, ah, the yes cgi stuff won't look as bad because they'll have luke
2: in the dark but same they thing. didn't <laughs> No, they didn't know he was he was uh, full frontal Luke. Uh, there's your show title. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing um, the art for that. Uh, no, nope. <laughs> but I was watching it and wondering to myself if I was not aware that this is the process they were using. If I was if if I if I knew nothing about Star Wars and I just sat down and I watched this episode. Would I know that there was anything odd about that character? Would I sense that there's anything odd about that character if I didn't, if I, I wasn't already on the lookout for it? Right. And I think they're getting really close. They're getting good.
1: They're getting good. But uh, if they were to make him more of a thing, then I think that they're really going to have to cast him. I, I think you're right about the predictions here. I think Grogu is obviously going to go with the Mandal- Mandalorian. Why do we have a bubble in the ship? Why not just get rid of it? Yeah. That in and of itself means Grogu is going to be sitting in there in his chainmail. End of story. Uh, I think Grogu will eventually return to Luke. I think you're right. I think Luke will play a bit of a bit character. I will be bold and make a prediction here. When Grogu leaves to go back with the Mandalorian, we will have a shot of Luke Skywalker going to pick up a young Ben Solo to train him as his first.
2: Mm, mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I have That's a prediction. I have a mm-hmm. prediction. Uh, in the in the final battle of the 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 book of boba, I think Luke is gonna show up with Grogu and Grogu and Luke are gonna save the day. Oh, I can't see Luke. I think they're gonna be, out- no- they're gonna be outnumbered. Facts. Well, maybe Grogu will that's do true. it. You never know. You never know.
2: This it's is a no, new. No hard co- feelings, Boba. Yeah. Let's <laughs> Bygones. Bygones. And it's, I'm a Jedi. Like, well, I'm going to help your criminal bridges. enterprise. Come on.
0: You never yeah. know.
2: <clears throat> uh, sure. Could, next know, thing you know, Han Solo
1: will be showing up to help out Boba, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Right.
2: He's a changed um, man, I tell you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm hmm. You just never know.
2: <laughs> I was thinking about the the fact that these two series are so blended now. Yeah, um, that and I was trying to think of of examples of other blended series. I mean we've had we've had stunt appearances, like the time Charlie's Angels uh, were on the Love Boat. You know, you have you have those kinds of things. You, you have you have those saved on your hard drive somewhere, don't you, Dave? <laughs> well, I I I love classic TV, but you, you I mean you'd have people appearing on their spinoffs, you know, like Fonzie would be on Laverne and Shirley or something like that. Chachi. Um, but I'm trying to think of a of a show where people moved back and forth between the shows. Buffy and Angel is that right?
0: Okay, Buffy and Angel okay. did it all the time. Yeah. Okay, there you go. That's
2: the only one I got.
0: Okay, <laughs> that's it.
2: The other thing I wonder is. Um, would Disney – would the Star Wars the, – the makers of Star Wars, would they have been better off simply leaving Boba Fett out of everything and allowing the Mandalorian to be the replacement for him that we all kind of thought he was when the Mandalorian series started? That we thought, OK, Mando's a, a stand-in for Boba Fett. He's the Boba Fett we always wanted. These, are, This is really the adventures of Boba Fett. And then – Boba Fett shows up and it's like oh well okay
1: the real problem is Disney and Disney's characters have to be inherently good Disney is not going to do a show about a kick-ass bounty hunter that is evil (laughs) so Mm -hmm. you've always got to look for that twist they had to they have they they've got Boba Fett in a redemption arc Boba Fett is in a redemption arc and yeah. the mandalorian was never going to be truly bad as soon as cute grogu showed up you knew mandalorian's going to have a soul now he's going to be a good guy
2: but don't you i mean but let's also remember that in the last episode uh mando was carrying around another guy's head in a bag yeah but he was a bad guy dave okay (laughs) sure so i understand all right i stand corrected yes absolutely
1: i don't know there's this whole thing about the mandalorian's planet and the dark saber i mean they've got an awful lot of stuff to mind um that they're obviously going to really get into so we'll see but i i mean yeah i i I tend to agree with you i I think the the mystery of boba fett has been ruined i think we all got what we Mm -hmm. wanted and be careful what you ask for
2: Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> but this was a good episode. I, I to me like this, this keyed off of um, the core of Star Wars, which is taking other genres and bringing them into the Star Wars universe. And oh, yeah, so the much whole of that. Standoff in this at with noon all, with uh, yeah, uh, yeah, with, yeah so yeah. Good. Timoth- Those-
0: Timothy Oliphant better not be dead, is all I gotta say. It looked like he winged him, he better be, he better oh, not be. Oh, he's dead.
1: coming to help Boba Fett. We are this, he is the thing, be. this
0: is the thing that pushes the town to help. Obviously. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it's a, this is a Western after all. And yeah. so, I, I, yeah, the deputy is long gone, but uh, Timothy only got winged, so he better be back.
1: Well, we knew mm-hmm. the deputy was the deputy might as well have been wearing a red shirt from Star Trek as soon as he appeared on screen. Yeah, <laughs> seriously.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. So, as soon as he
2: started mouthing off,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, he's yeah. dead.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. I also just want to say for the record that Timothy uh, Oliphant has
0: fabulous hair. Oh my God, he looks so good! He's like, <laughs> Damn,
1: he's he's a very effective Han Solo esque replacement. Like in terms of yeah. vibe and look and all of that, he is the Han Solo of the Mandalorian universe
0: right now. And he is turning mm-hmm. into Pierce Brosnan. He mm. looked a lot like Pierce Brosnan does, but, yeah, I suppose, uh, but I cooler. Suppose, yeah, I I think he's way cooler than Pierce. Sorry, <laughs> I'm I'm a Deadwood fan and a and a um Justified fan, so. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm on. Yep. I'm in Camp Timothy for that.
2: Yeah, it was fun seeing the Jawas using uh, the uh, skull <laughs> of the Krayt Dragon as a hood ornament. Yeah, that was so uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, and I, so I think the overarching thing here is that it's nice to see that Star Wars this this particular little corner of the Star Wars universe is in good hands.
1: So far, yeah. Well, it was yeah. good talking to you guys. We'll talk next
0: week. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, i got to put a spoiler alert in this segment. Oh, God. Uh, what, are we, what are we at? Uh, 11 minutes, 42 seconds. All right. Let's move on to some other news. Yeah, <laughs> if mm-hmm. we must. <laughs> uh, yeah, we must. Uh, so many people sent me this one, so I think we should cover it real quick. The IRS plans to scan your face, which prompts anger in Congress and confusion among taxpayers. Mm-hmm. Um. Prime example annoyance.
1: of uh, somebody in a bubble going, "Hey, we should do this," and then all of a sudden going, Whoa, "Okay, never mind,
0: never mind, forget about it, forget about it." We're not. Oh, go. we forgot about everything else that the government said about facial recognition. Oh, don't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's outsource it. Plan. Does it really count if we outsource it? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're using ID.me to uh, do their verification checks. Which I mean, the government does need identification checks on these tax issues because there's so much tax return fraud that goes on. Um, yeah. Should they can I be just outsourcing send, it? Can I, I just know. send them a scan of Jeff Bezos' face? Yeah. Here Seriously. you go. Go Take get them. Take all him. my monies. Take all <laughs> my buddies. <monies>. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it it would behoove everybody if you're an American taxpayer to go ahead and just sign up for ID.me now before it breaks under the strain. Um, Seriously, (laughs) just get it done. You're going to have to do it at some point. Congress obviously isn't going to do anything. I don't care how angered they are. We know that they're never going to do a damn thing. So Mm -hmm. just go get her did.
1: I've already got, I've gone through the ID.me process. It's a little convoluted, but most things of that nature are. Uh, I had to do that for my Nexus cards, which gets me across the borders quickly. So it's Mm. it's fine. It's easy-ish.
2: I would... I would say the other recommendation related to this is that if you have not yet established your online presence, your online account with the IRS,
0: oh, uh, yeah,
2: do, do it. so as, as soon as possible. Because odds are, if if you don't, a bad guy is going to get there first. If they haven't and already, try to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just go and claim that it, it doesn't take long, um, and uh, use seventeen
0: no. <laughs> factor off.
2: Right, exactly. That was you. You read my mind. That was my next thing. Just uh, as as many protections as you can, because you know that's literally where a lot of your money is. And if somebody gets to your money first, it is a royal pain to try to claw it back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is a cluster that is very hard to unf. Yep.
2: Yep. Um, A story that caught my eye this week, uh, the folks who enforce GDPR have ruled that IAB Europe's consent pop-ups are
0: unlawful. Can you, can you, I don't know if you can hear this through the microphone, but my anger and hatred for GDPR right now (laughs) is beyond, beyond my containment. It's like, go on. Stop it. Stop it. You wanted these fucking pop-ups to begin with. It's your fault. Now they're against the law. Die in a fire. Jason has another stroke. End of show. <laughs> Bye. Wow. I, I
1: okay. mean, wow. I, I knew you could get another stroke from cookies, but I didn't think these kind.
0: Ah, Well, yeah. you know what? Oh, my, nice. my, my, my friend hooked me up with, uh, with a pot gummy last night, so I think uh, I'm chill enough. <laughs> now Obviously, where I you can didn't scream. take it yet. I'm oh, <laughs> I did. Just imagine if I hadn't. Imagine if I hadn't. I mean, oh.
1: okay, first off, the, the, the consent pop ups were stupid. They did nothing. Um, you know, there's been a whole industry that has just popped up around them. So, you know, here's your plugin for WordPress. So you get your stupid consent pop up. Uh, here's your here's your plugin for your browser that just makes them go away right away. Whack a mole. Everybody ignores it. Nobody pays attention. There was no point to having them at all. So thank God they're finally going away.
2: Yeah. So I, I think the the big picture here is that when GDPR came along, um, IAB Europe and IAB is Interactive Advertising Bureau. So they're a trade organization for advertisers in, mm-hmm. in the EU. Um, they – they, as you sort of alluded to, Brian, they tried to come up with a one-stop shop where folks could be GDPR compliant uh, and still do all of the tracking that they wanted to do, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> um, and and so I think a lot of people saw it as a workaround and the people who brought these lawsuits to the GDPR enforcers thought that this was against the spirit of the law and uh, the, GDPR, the GDPR folks agree. And the result of this is that uh, say like a, a thousand different uh, organizations in Europe – uh, not only are they going to have to do away with these pop-ups, but they're going to have to delete all the data that they collected.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Um,
2: so I don't know. It's, look, I, I, I do not ever trust the advertising community to not come up with some kind of workaround to do the things they want to do. But uh, could this move the needle in terms of actually protecting people's privacy
0: to not be tracked in Europe? could be. I don't know. I mean, it's such a mess right now because this ties into another GDPR thing that uh, is is half of my rage where they're going after people who use Google fonts right now because Google fonts then leak your, they quote, quote unquote leaks your IP address to Google, which then can track where you're going because it's, you know, it's loaded from an external source because most of these people who are creating these laws and these rules don't know how the fucking internet works. So- it, it just dri- it makes me so angry and it drives me mad. I got to stop now. <sighs> I mean, uh,
1: I, I don't think that breathe. we should at all be surprised that not just a, that a government project and not just a singular government. We're talking about the European Union here. So multiple, multiple governments um, have come up with a bad bloated plan. Uh, This is what governments do. Uh, You know, we're not surprised by this. We shouldn't be surprised by this. The thing that just kind of gets me, and and again, this, like Jason and I, having built websites from the very beginning and understanding just kind of the nature of how these things work, the staggering amount of human capital and financial capital that has been blown, just blown down a sinkhole. For GDPR and, and some of these crazy rabbit holes that they've gone down is astonishing to me. I mean, billions of dollars have now been wasted doing things that did nothing. Nothing. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. How many how many wordles have been the denied the universe because of GDPR? <laughs> I, I say it's very, very many uh, orders of magnitude of Scaramuchis.
1: <laughs> but having said all that, I'm still very much in favor of GDPR. At least in theory,
0: okay. What Brian it's supposed loves his Regulations. I do he loves his well, regulations.
1: I, I, well, look at the difference between <laughs> I mean, the U.S. and and the EU in terms of privacy. It, there's we have none here, none at all. There's nowhere, no way to fight back. There's no way to do to stop anything. People just you might as well just leave all your doors open. And here's my bank account. Uh,
0: that's or buy that's an where iPhone. At. You're you're pretty safe when you get an iPhone. You can yeah, click the mostly. button now. That's true. <laughs> So, (sighs) fun times, (laughs) fun times. (laughs) Where's my gummies? God damn it.
1: (laughs) All right. So Steve wrote in a little bit more on the prepping thing for everybody's looking out for you, Dave. Hey guys, with the conversation yep. on prepping, emergency bags were brought up on a podcast that I listened to. It's not full on prepper, but I think it has good points. It covers three scenarios, a bag for car and can't get home, a bag for home and need to leave, and bag for house to hunker down. They cover defense and present options other than firearms and why. Which seems I would like to
0: state for the record that you don't need a bag for your house because you have a house. If you're hunkering down in your house, <laughs> your house isn't your bag. You don't need a bag for your house. Just saying. I would
1: imagine that yeah. is more along the lines of a checklist of things that you should have in your house in case you're not going to be leaving it for quite some time. So I yes, agree that's with that. a pantry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we call it the pantry. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I still have been putting in a lot of thought for this for you, Dave. Um, mm-hmm. What I want you to what I want you to really think about as you go down this prepper rabbit hole is what are you prepping for and why? And after doing this for, you know, I did it for like a decade and it was a waste of time because none of the things happen that you think are ever going to happen. And when they do, they never happen the way that they're supposed to happen, like mm-hmm. our our end of the world pandemic. As far as, as, far as you know, uh, doomsday Armageddon apocalypses go, this one sucks. It, it, I can't use any of my bug out bag stuff. I have to use my home bag to stay home. <laughs> Uh, nothing plays out the way you do. And what it does, I think, and that, that I, what I worry about for you is it changes the way you think because you're always looking for threats when there mm. generally isn't a threat. You don't need to be preparing for something that is amorphous and typically not going to happen, which is why I stopped doing it because it was a monumental waste of time, energy, and money. And mm-hmm. that's why I'm like, just keep the basics. Don't go down the rabbit hole. Have a bunch of food, a bunch of water. Now you got a gun. So you're all set, you know. <laughs> I think that I, the, the things that the things that I prepare for are the the common things. It's like okay, if the power goes out, I got a couple of UPSs. Now you got a generator. You're done there. Yep. Forget yep. about it. Every now and again, go out, check the gas in the generator, get some stable to put in the the gas can that you keep around, or you know, run it through. Just keep everything going. Sort out your food, you know, rotate it through, but. The big prep is just buy extra stuff of the stuff you already have. Mm. You don't need to go buy MREs. Just have extra and then rotate it through. Boom, you're done. You know, and you're not going to waste a lot of time going down this, you know, just masturbatory rabbit hole <laughs> of what the hell is going to happen someday. You know, if I mm-hmm. hear shit hit the fan scenario one more time, I'm going to choke a bitch. It, yeah. it just doesn't happen. It Look, doesn't the, happen.
1: Yeah, I'm what The way I approach it, like I have the generator as well. <clears throat> we've got food, we've got water. The thing that I think about most isn't isn't the catastrophe it's more like the mundane like what happens (laughs) i'm I'm more concerned about what happens if the internet goes down for four days now because we've all moved our lives online have some books around so you don't go nuts have some stuff for your kids so they don't go nuts because otherwise, right now, we're all living, it's, there's a far better chance that you're going to lose internet for a couple of days than Grogu's going to show up and, you know, start meandering down the road, blowing things up. That's not going to happen. Just, and <laughs> yeah. there's very little you can do to prep for that anyways. It's just going to right. happen. The, the mundane disasters are, are way more likely, and be prepared for those so you don't go crazy.
0: Yep. Yeah, And get, some, get, a, get a UPS for your router at your house, too you know to give mm. you time to stay on the internet to check the check the weather while you're setting up the generator if you have to if it's going to be a long haul then you set up the generator but if it's a couple hours you know a good UPS will keep your router going for you know more than half a day which yeah. is what you're going to need 99.99999% of the time so
2: you know you're you're addressing the exact thing I was thinking about coming into today's show which and the way I'd framed it in my own mind was um, of all the preppers out there in the world, what percentage of them have actually ever had to put their plan into place? Into Damn action? near zero. They all pivot to making YouTube videos about prepping. That's how they use it. Or their they're
0: stuff. into crypto now because they gotta, <laughs> you know, they gotta prepare for the end of you know, finance and the man coming for them. So preppers are now well, crypto bros. Let me ask you this though, because
2: for your specific situation, um haven't you had thoughts about uh oh those fires are getting uncomfortably close
0: yeah i that's why i have a bag with all of my documents and i never let my gas tank get below half that's that, that's my prep right there i can walk into okay. my house pick up my bag and get in the car and get the fuck out you know and i know every way out of this town so just know your egress and you're fine and avoid crowds yeah always avoid crowds yeah, I, I do. I, I, the, my other
2: thought I had about this is that I do think that there's absolutely uh, a feedback loop that kicks in here where, <laughs> and I guess that's why they call it a slippery slope because mm-hmm. once you start, it's, you know, well, I'm protected against this, but what about that and this and it? And I'm just, you know, uh, Joe Kerrigan and I have talked about on Hacking Humans many times that like I have chosen to live my life. Uh, in a way where I would rather occasionally get scammed than assume everyone is scamming me all the time. Yep. Right. I don't want to be, I don't want to have that uh, approach where I don't give people the benefit of the doubt. And that is one of my fears with the prepping is that it puts me in that mindset.
1: It it will, it will make you dislike people and you won't trust Mm -hmm. anyone. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's no way to live. It just
0: isn't. After taking my urban escape and evasion class, you know, there's a lot of training on situational awareness, watching everybody, looking for the baseline, how people are acting, and it's exhausting. It's just absolutely exhausting. I'm like, okay, here, take my wallet. I'm just going to move on.
1: There, there <laughs> are like, so many reasons to dislike <laughs> people already.
0: Why, why add to it? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You know, right. It's, it's, just, it's, a, it's a tough road to hoe, and it's like, you're not going to need it 99.999% of the time honestly yeah so i I, you know like i said stick to the basics situational awareness is good if you're in a new place in a new city where there where you are going to be a target like a traveler you know keep your eyes out but you know my dad just spent you know 10 days in paris for the first time and he is the dumb traveler that you know he's looking around doing whatever probably had his wallet in his back pocket got his phone out whatever has target written backwards on his forehead (laughs) Right. (laughs) Not a damn thing happened to him. He had a great trip and life went on. And I (laughs) always think
1: about something that my mom told me, like back when I was a kid, you know, we're talking like 1984 when nuclear war was like, we all thought it was going to happen. In fact, there was the movie or not 1984. Was it the day Day after After. the day Day after after that came out? You know, all that stuff was going on. And, you know, as a young kid, you get freaked out by it. And I, I still, to this day, remember what my mom said. My mom was like, we live right by Los Angeles. And frankly, we're going to die immediately if it happens, and I'd rather die than live in what it comes after. Boom! Yep. There you go.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What are you prepping for? Is the question. <laughs> All right. Good times. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, season finale of
2: uh, of uh, Boba Fett next week, so we yeah. got that to look forward to. Hopefully, we'll be around to see it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could fire up my generator and uh, and watch it. <laughs> Crack an MRE and sit in the backyard. Perfect. That's right. That's right. Closing shout outs. Well, first up, I would like to thank everybody that has sent in donations for my uh, my hospital fund. I really, really do appreciate that um, a lot. Uh, the problem, though, is that you're sending them to the show, <laughs> and the show is two people, and it is very confusing with how we do bookkeeping. So if you do want to help out, uh, which I do appreciate, no no obligation to whatsoever, um, I have a direct link in the show notes. To uh, To do direct donations to Jason's Hospital Fund, which is uh, coming along nicely, coming along nicely. Yeah, Still, we'd uh, appreciate you know, that, so-
1: as opposed to, or in accordance with my previous remarks about taxes, um, we do pay our taxes on this podcast, so it would be
0: helpful <laughs> if we could separate these things. <laughs> yes, very much so. Very much so. So um, yeah, if you just go to paypalme.jpdef, uh, you can you can donate there. But uh, yeah, uh, there's still a, a small car that's outstanding on my hospital belt. So any help is good. But uh, if you just want to donate to the show, please, as standard uh, fare, go to uh, gog.show slash donate. And we've had uh, nobody new at Patreon this week. Sad Christmas.
1: Yeah, sad Christmas. Oh, well. <clears throat> Over at PayPal, we have Matt, Simon, Michael, Nikolai, Jonathan, Matthew, Doug, Shaleen, Judge, Nicola, Thomas, Melissa, Vincent, who sent in a raft raft of emails this week. He's back, and he says, Gong hey Fat Choi, Happy Lunar New Year to Brian and Jason. 50-buck donation on PayPal to you, wishing you well, wealth and good health for 2022. This is the year of the tiger, and I am enjoying all the cat and tiger-related tweets, cosplay, and fan art. Hopefully, we will have Bittner all dressed up as a tiger in security, which has already happened by the time you listen to this. So I'm guessing he
0: wasn't. (laughs) Well, we sent him a a fox head, so now we have to send him a tiger head.
1: Uh, Apparently so, So. yes. And we've got our big cats this week. uh, Patrick with a $100 donation, Leslie with another $100 donation, and Kendall with a $150 donation. Thank you all so
0: much. Thank you so much. And over at Stripe, we've got Adam Ann, Ashley, Mario, Matthew, Tom and Richard. And Richard says, hey, Grumpoids, thanks for the continued techno angst and all the best to Jason for a smooth recovery. Just tipped you some cash to contribute to visits from a cute night nurse to tuck you in. (laughs) Uh, God, that would be nice. You got to find that nurse that
1: I had when my uh, when my kid was born that looked just like Jessica Jones.
0: Oh yeah! Oh my God! Pay extra, <laughs> I'd pay extra for that. I pay extra for that. One question: What's your recommended brand of pepper spray gun? I don't see it in the show notes. And uh, to your point, uh, nobody did. So uh, sorry about that. <laughs> it is at the top of these show notes in follow up. So go get your gun on. Go get your gun on. And yep. Anthony asks, "Hey Grumps, what's your biggest one-time donation? Was it the five hundred dollars from the other week or a higher amount? Well, the biggest donation we ever got, I believe, was one thousand dollars. So the gauntlet has been." thrown down that's right so, thank you to everybody who has donated this week we really really appreciate it
1: yeah and uh happy new year to everybody happy lunar new year uh we celebrated with a big-ass chinese dinner and it was awesome i uh, love that it's one of my favorite times a year now except for here because it's cold and snowing but other than that it was great so there you go <laughs> until next time i'm brian schulmeister
0: And I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you enjoyed the show, visit GOG.show slash donate to help us keep the lights on and we'll love you forever. You can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 539. From there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channel if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. You can also head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash review and toss us a snarky review and preferably five stars. We haven't had one of those in a long time. Hmm. It's been a while. Anyway, stay grumpy.